0: Howdy and welcome back to the Maddie Toth Experience. I'm Maddie Toth. Today I'll be your tour guide for the mess that is my brain. And today I'm going to talk about the Supreme Court case, Toth v. Quarles. Before I get into this, I just have to say I listened to Greenlight by Lord for the first time today and that was a life-changing experience. Now you're probably thinking to yourself right now, Maddie, why are you talking about this case? There's so many other things you could talk about. Well, let's think about this for a second. My last name is Toth. This case is called Toth v. Quarles. Let's put two and two together. My only reasoning for talking about this case is that I have the same last name as the guy. Alrighty, let's hop into it. So what is Toth v. Quarles? It's a Supreme Court case from 1955. It involves the United States Air Force and a dishonorably discharged airman. Say that 20 times. And before I really get into this, we gotta know some words here. One of these words being a court-martial. Now, what is a court-martial? It's a judicial court for trying members of the armed services accused of offenses against military law. So if you're in the military, you commit a crime, you're not going to go to regular court. You're going to go to some crazy military court. Just don't commit a crime. Problem solved. And then we got to define a writ of habeas corpus. So think back to your one of your high school world history classes, habeas corpus, Magna Carta. Does that kind of ring a bell? Limits the power of the king? Well. In this case, a writ of habeas corpus is a document that is used to determine if a state's detention of a prisoner is valid. And I got that definition from Cornell Law School. Now that we've got all our definitions down, we know some technical terms that we're talking about. Let's actually dive into the fact situation. United States ex rel. Toth v. Quarles, Secretary of the Air Force, was a Supreme Court decision that expanded on the rights of citizens in civilian trials. So... What most people say, just Toth v. Corals, but the full name is United States, yada, yada, yada. So in 1952, Robert Toth was on duty at an Air Force base in Korea with fellow airman Thomas Kinder. The men found a Korean citizen who appeared to be really drunk, so they took him into custody. En route to custody, the man touched Toth and Toth allegedly stopped the car and pistol whipped this man. Once at headquarters, the commanding officer, Lieutenant George Schreiber, ordered Toth and Kinder to shoot the drunk man. Once the Air Force discovered that this murder had happened, Toth had already been dishonorably discharged for five months. Lieutenant Schraber was still in the force, but he was court-martialed. He received a life sentence, but the USAF reduced it to five years, a large fine, and a dishonorable discharge. So the Air Force police came to Toth's door to arrest him and send him to South Korea for a court-martial trial civilian courts cannot try servicemen for crimes committed during their service. And according to Article 3A of the Uniform Code, the military can court-martial former servicemen if the crime being tried is punishable by 5-plus years in prison. I'm pretty sure murder is 5-plus years in prison. After Toth was sent to South Korea, his sister Audrey filed a writ of habeas corpus. She claimed that the Uniform Code violated the Constitution by allowing Toth, who is a civilian, to be court-martialed. During trial, Toth would not receive a grand jury accusation, a neutral judge, or a jury of peers. Which, um, normal civilians would get all of those things, but in a court-martial, you don't get those things. That's just part of getting court-martialed. The federal court in Washington, D.C. granted the writ of habeas corpus and said that the Air Force could not take Toth to South Korea. However, the Court of Appeals reversed this decision and said the Air Force's court-martial had enough power to take Toth and have him tried in South Korea because the initial court decided the air force could not keep him in south korea toth took his case to the supreme court we are now faced with this question does the military have the right to court martial former servicemen after being argued february 8, 1955 and re-argued on october 13, 1955 the decision came out november 7, 1955 the coat, the coat, <laughs> the court voted 6-3 in favor of toth Justice Hugo Black, who was not the Chief Justice at the time, the Chief Justice was Earl Warren. Hugo Black wrote the court's opinion and said that the Constitution gave Congress the power to make rules and laws for military services. He said that the rules only apply to people who are in the military. Once someone leaves the service and becomes a regular citizen, those rules do not apply to them and they cannot be court-martialed. So what that means is that once you're in the military, you have to follow all of these specific rules that Congress made, but once you're out, you just follow the regular laws that Joe Schmo and everyone else follows. Justice Black said that court-martialing citizens would deprive them of their constitutional rights, which is definitely very important. The Fifth Amendment says that citizens have a right to be charged by a grand jury, and the Sixth Amendment says citizens have the right to be tried in front of a jury. Military court-martials do not use either of those things, and would deprive one of their constitutional rights. So, in a court-martial, there's no jury. That You just lost your Sixth Amendment right, right there, which is a little bit of an issue. And the government argued that this would allow military criminals to escape justice. So, in this situation, the government is um plaintiff. They're like, how are we gonna get rid of this issue? This is a problem. But the court came back and said that civilian courts could try citizens for crimes in the military, but the military could not bring citizens into military court. So basically, if you're in the military, you go to military court. If you're a citizen, you do not go to military court. Doesn't make any sense. And Toth ended up avoiding a criminal trial because of the Supreme Court's decision. Lieutenant Schreiber served 20 months of his five-year sentence, and Kinder, who was dishonorably discharged earlier because of this, was allowed to return to the Air Force. Some say Robert Toth quite literally got away with murder. So what really came out of this? The United States military cannot court-martial excuse me, citizens who were former servicemen, but their crimes from the military can be tried in a civilian court. Basically, um, if you commit a crime in the military, it's not gone forever, it's not expunged, it's still there, but you get tried as a citizen. Which might be a little bit easier, and I can kind of see where, oh, you're escaping justice. No, you're still getting a trial, it's just not with the military, and it's not as harsh, per se. I don't, that doesn't sound, no. It's not necessarily harsh, it's just different. Like, for example, A Few Good Men. Um, those guys got court-martialed. There was not really a jury of peers, it was a jury of officers. Great movie, by the way, starring Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson. Incredible. Um, So what else? Supreme Court said, yeah. And so... I really think this guy did get away with murder. He got away with murder because he escaped his criminal trial. And then the other guys that were responsible, for example, Lieutenant Schrader, he served less than two years of his five-year sentence. And remember... His original sentence was a life sentence, which is 25 years. So he went from 25 years to five years to 20 months, not even two years. This guy, oof, he really got it well. And Thomas Kinder, he was allowed to go back. Isn't the whole point of being dishonorably discharged, you can't go back in? Hmm. Anyway, that's enough of that super short episode this week. Um, thanks for tuning in and I will see y'all later.